Hey guys, we are living the authentic life with a old and dear and fabulous friend, Jennifer Cope. Welcome. We met 20 plus years ago through your magazine, Houston Modern Luxury, and we were talking about titles. We're going to give you the title Marketing Guru. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get and with that. I'm going to say she is one of the original influencers wow. because your entire job or the way you've looked at life has been to connect people and to put good people with other good people. And there's an art to it, and you are living that art. Wow, well thank you so much. I'll try to live up to that title for sure. <laughs> and Grace yeah. Kelly, I guess we have yeah. to call her out today. She decided she wanted to sit in on the podcast on Jennifer's lap. So. Well, we're happy to have you joining us today. <laughs> Don't, she snores really loud, so we'll have to talk over her. Okay. okay, so tell us about, like when someone goes, what do you do for a living? Uh, How did, what's your elevator pitch? That is always the hardest question um, for me to answer, quite frankly, because when you're working in publishing in the year 2022, you do everything. Um, so basically, you know, there's what I get paid to do and then there's what I actually do. Um, so you kind of just do it all essentially. So mm -hmm. my role started, um, if you want to go way, way back, yep, let's, um, go, way let's back. go way back. So, um, when I started with the magazine 17 years ago, my first title was actually office manager. So we were just talking before ground you call, up. Ground up, very last one on the masthead. If you just called into the magazine, I was the one that picked up the phone. So I was the one that picked it up, took all the messages, hooked up the fax machine, which we still had at and that time. You were a graduate of UT. Yes. Yeah. So, like, yeah. do you, and you're office manager. I mean, yes. that happens, yeah. guys. Millennials out there, it happens to start yes. as Gen Z, <laughs> Gen Z, listen. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> and even when I took the position, it was just like, this is it, the starting salary. This is, this is no negotiating whatsoever. I made 16000 a year working in advertising. Wow, yeah, there you <laughs> I go. I had to live at home. Yeah, yeah, so it was a very starting, you know, starting salary mm -hmm. position, but I've always been a very hard worker, put everything into what I do. And t before that, I had, I had worked at Saks Fifth Avenue. And I, I don't know if you remember from that. I didn't know that. I read so, your bio and I yeah. forgot that about so you. So I worked at, in my, so my career path originally started as um, in retail merchandising because I graduated from oh. UT in retail merchandising. And um, that's so, the fashion sense. Well, that's, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, so when I did, went through retail merchandising, they had a required internship period and uh -huh. I was paired, we did an interview and I was paired with Saks Houston. So I was still Dream. a student. At uh, UT in Austin, but I was actually lived my last semester in Houston working at Saks Fifth Avenue. Wow. And it was through working at Saks Fifth Avenue that I worked in the PR and fashion office and I did the retail. And that's when I was like, retail is not for me. <laughs> I mean, retail is not for me. I it's mean, we, we excelled yeah. with the department that we had at the time, but I really enjoyed the PR and fashion office the most. Um, and that's Sylvia, who still works there. I worked under her. Yay. Um, and um, talk you know, about an icon. Yes. She's another podcast well, guest. I had no I idea. Host. Oh, totally. She'd be great. Um, but I had no idea at the time she was as connected as she was. Um, but you know, I worked really hard and we worked really great together. And I wanted to stay there full time, but they didn't mm -hmm. have a full time position. So I needed to kind of move on and find my way. And uh -huh. she knew I was looking for a job. Mm -hmm. And that was before the magazine exist, existed. Oh, wow. So our first publisher actually came in from out of market, out of state. And he's uh -huh. just meeting people. Lo and behold, he meets Sylvia. And he's like, I'm looking for people to launch this magazine. She's like, I have the perfect person. And since 
I wasn't committed to anything, I started right away, you know, so I was wow. able to kind of get in right away. And it was very much a thrown in on the deep end moment uh -huh. because it's like, oh, we're having a launch party in a month and, you know, you will be planning that. And, you know, <laughs> it, it was literally okay. like the next month. So it was very quick, like, and, you know, when you start at the very beginning, you don't have any files to reference. You don't have any contacts to go to. You are literally making all of it. You okay, know, what keeps coming to mind is the Devil Wears Prada yes. and Andy yeah. working for yes. Meryl Streep and, like, <laughs> yeah. going, how do I accomplish that? Yeah. And you go figure like, it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> like, you go and you just meet people and you get connected to here and there and... Um, so that was great. And then I moved up into, I did every sponsored event that, you know, every luxury car launch, every, you know, fashion, you know, all the different events that we produced for several years. And so it wasn't until the year, I think, end of 2007, um, or there was an opening in our advertising department. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I just needed a new challenge. I was very good at what I did. Um, it was very consuming, though. So when you're working in a marketing position, your you don't clock in and your clock phone out. is ringing off the hook. Your emails never have an end. Blowing to them up because yep. people are asking you to do things for them. And Ugh. so when I moved into advertising, it's almost the other side of the yes. script because you're asking others to do uh -huh. things for you. So now I'm doing the outbound calls and doing the outbound emails. So it was a very different um, way to go about it. But uh, And the support person they hired to help you, was she able to step into your role or did she leave quickly? <laughs> well, well, that's <laughs> for another day. She's not still there, yeah. <laughs> that's for another day, but. Because um, those were big shoes to fill. Yes, yeah. So it's hard to step away, right? Because you're there and so it's constantly, you know. And it was your questions. baby that you were and yep. it was the people that you were working for and yep. you felt a responsibility yep. but were then were you able to take them on as your clients and they wanted to work with you oh yeah but I mean I, I developed a lot of new clients that I couldn't even mm -hmm. imagine at the time because I'm the reality is together. now we're moving into 2008 which everybody oh, was God. like oh 2008 you oh, know that the was recession tough, like yes. tough year but actually for me I think starting in that uh -huh. time frame and being just pretty naive about all yes. of it. It was a great year for me and I've only gone up since, so. And you had a different perspective. That's what mm -hmm. I like that you said earlier. It's like there's a description of what you do, but you do it in a different way. Yeah. And you almost, I would say, um, have taken on your clients almost as if you're a PR firm and you're one person. Yeah. And so I wish I would have brought my notebook today. Uh, my your clients, infamous my, notebook. <laughs> my clients joke about my notebook because I carry still it Because you're still old school. Everywhere. You write down. I'm, I'm old school. I write things down. Uh -huh. um, I have a lot of information thrown at me all day, every day. And so I almost feel like I don't have my head on if uh -huh. I don't have my notebook that I can reference. Uh -huh. Even if it's a couple words, I'll remember a sentence or uh -huh. a conversation I had uh -huh. about something. Um, and what's interesting, like I was telling you today, is like tomorrow I could meet someone totally new mm -hmm. with inter that I couldn't even fathom right now. And I'll say, Danae will be a perfect contact for you. Yes. Or, you know, I'll have the resources to get them where they need to be, if that makes sense. So Yes. Um, and I also feel like um, I'm going to reference, I'm fallen into this whole Netflix thing. So I'm going to reference so many different shows on Netflix, yeah. Netflix. on Billions. 
Um, have you watched that no. yet? Mm -mm. Okay, so um, one of the characters goes to this Buddhist monk, and she brings him ice, can ice cream to show him favor, and he says, you're making this transactional. Think about your life, and everything's transactional. And what I find exceptional about you is I don't find that you're transactional. You have never said to me, because I do this for you, you need to do that for me. But I'm old school also in the way that there's this silly Texas saying that I've said like 25 times this week, you dance with the one that brung you. And I know that if you help me, that I need to help you. And it's this energy that flows back and forth. And I think that's what's been so constant about constant in our 20 year relationship is you are not transactional. Yes, and I don't want er anyone to ever feel like they have to buy anything from me because I don't want I don't want that feeling, right? So I want to make sure yeah, people I, are making a strategic decision that makes sense for their for business. That exactly. makes sense for their business. So sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But I want to be there either way because sometime, I mean, I've been here 17 years, so at some point it might make sense for them. So I need to be here. Exactly. So again, going way back, when I first met you, I had a 22-year career in the construction industry, and we have a marble and granite company, my family, and I was involved with interiors, mm -hmm. and, um, and we were talking about you connected me for our, one of our, our first big party at our office with Daniel Ortiz. He mm -hmm. had just moved to yep. Houston, amazing photographer. Shout out to Daniel. Yep. He's another person that could tell so many stories because oh, yeah. he's photographing. The more people drink, I'm sure the stories get even oh, better yeah. by the end of oh, the night. Definitely. And he's hung out and had cocktails with us at the end. But um, so interior, there is people are like, wow, you weren't always in fashion, but they're completely intertwined. Interiors, fashion. And I actually brought it. Style, here. show this us. Is, this yes. is the new issue of Modern Luxury Interiors Texas. So what's interesting is, Houston Magazine, this is the new March issue. Ooh. Houston Magazine has been around 17 years. This is actually our 17-year anniversary wow. edition. Okay. Uh, first issue was in March of 2005, um, uh -huh. and that's when I did the launch party for uh -huh. Houston Magazine. But it wasn't until 2012, which now 10 years ago, it's our 10-year anniversary, we launched Modern Luxury Interiors Texas. So what's interesting, I mean, just backing up on Modern Luxury for a minute, so a lot of people don't realize that we're in 22 markets nationwide, so we're in 22 yes. markets with You're over the, the 85 magazine. publications that we produce, so this just represents two of those. The one that says Las Vegas or the Hamptons yes. or... Yes, Hamptons is super popular. I love so, the Hamptons um, so, <laughs> magazine. you know, just bringing it all back to what we're talking about, having sort of more of a consulting um, strategy, I guess you'd yes. say. You might say, um, you know, Jennifer, I'm thinking about opening in Dallas or in mm -hmm. New York or mm -hmm. Miami or wherever it may be. I've got, mm -hmm. I have extensions in those other markets mm -hmm. too. So we can get strategic and come up with things, not just in Houston, regionally or even in the state, but even mm -hmm. out of the state or on a national perspective. Um, so interiors, um, bringing it back to interiors, celebrating 10 years uh, with this next volume two edition. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny that we started our that's where we met is actually through our interiors magazine yeah, it is and it really took me um it took me a good chunk of time for me to realize how valuable it is to be well versed in interiors and in the lifestyle segment a lot of publications don't offer that you know they're either all in on right. the home design or they're all in on the luxury lifestyle component and so 
um, it's been interesting to see the marrying of the two worlds. You know, I that think I think Town and Country magazine did it from the beginning, kind of in that way. They would mm -hmm. showcase people's houses and yeah. events and parties yes. and things like that. Um, and I was um, when I got my nails done yesterday, I was kind of digging into these things on Instagram. And I'm not a huge Gwyneth Paltrow fan, but I did go to a party where she was in the Hamptons Ooh, once, speaking of the Hamptons. Um, but um, she's redoing her house, and so she's talking a lot about interiors. But here she is, somebody that is um, known for beauty and for healthcare, and like Hunter Bell, our local darling who came from New York, she's just expanding into um, interiors and tablescapes mm -hmm. and Lindsay Zurich is doing mm -hmm. tablescapes yep. and started in fashion so I feel like and all the big brands are doing it mm -hmm. everybody's doing yep. it like Gucci and mm -hmm. all and Missoni and j just so many so it is interesting because the colors and the styles that you see in in clothing you also see changing and evolving in interiors oh 100 percent Hundred percent, and I'm and I, I'm just starting, starting to notice the events and different things acknowledging that. I guess you'll say, yes. where okay, well here's the trends in home design. Here's how this translates to fashion. Yes, um, and it's so cool. So I love to be. I love to have kind of a foot in both worlds, if you will. Um, you know, there aren't a lot of people that go to, you know, the ballet ball and then turn around and go to like an ASID, <laughs> you know, event yes. or something like that. So it's a really neat. Um, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Opportunity uh, or crossover. Yeah. yeah, crossover. And that, okay, so we talked to, um, well, I emailed you the overview of the podcast and I share every week Ikigai yeah. um, with our guest. And Ikigai is when you figure out what you love to do and what you do well and you're able to make the world a better place for it and you're able to get paid for it. Yeah. And I think that such a big part that people don't really understand is they're like, oh, no one's reading print anymore, which that's not true. Mm -hmm. I still love a magazine. I love to touch it. Mm -hmm. But um, you're not a print magazine. You yeah. are so much yeah. more. We're a media company. So, yes. I mean, digital, there's lots of additional, and we acquired a data company. I mean, there's a lot of additional things that we do outside of print. I mean, but having just 85 titles of print alone is, is a lot. <laughs> so um, there's a lot of opportunity between print, but digital, there's a lot of opportunity there too. So, And I feel like um, living the authentic life in our products, people, first thing they say, walk in our store, how do we know it's real? Mm -hmm. And so I felt like in order to be accepted in the community, I had to legitimize myself. Yeah. And part of my icky guy is giving back to the community. So I got really involved in charity things and then eventually was featured in magazines. And it was interesting that being featured gave me so much legitimate. It, it was just like, okay, she's real. She's legit. But then after watching Inventing Anna, have you seen that yet? Okay, that's on my list. Everyone, okay, I think you were telling me last week, and then yeah. like two other people's on I mean, so it's I so to, good yeah. about and so being around for 17 years, we've seen people come in and go out and come in strong, find their mm -hmm. way into the group, yeah. and then find out to be a fraud. Yeah. So, like, how are you managing all that? Because you're like, oh, you're a new person? How do I not know you? Where have you been? Where'd you come from? Are you talking like about advertisers or just people in like a like social People scene? in general. Um, it's funny because I think I learned this early on. Almost uh -huh. people that talk the biggest game are the fakest of all. I mean, that's just what I've learned 
over time. It's usually people that you discover organically that you really create, you know, the authentic connection with that mm -hmm. you kind of discover their story, if mm -hmm. you will. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, a lot of people have come and gone, but you just have to like hold true to the course. And to your point about being in the magazine, branding is very important. Your brand, you know, is yes. everything. And I mean, social media only exemplified that, you know, having a, a big brand on social media. But, um, you know, you we call it, you know, it's sort of the funnel, if you will. So you have your branding up at mm -hmm. the top and then you kind of work your way down through mm -hmm. to, you know, actively people who are shopping for designer handbags or shopping for jewelry. So it's so and I. I really enjoy, have enjoyed the opportunity to sort of um, not just be a picture at a party, but like tell our story and tell our brand because um, a big way that I've done that with you is through featuring moms and our yeah. journey and every time we get together we're talking about being a mom oh, yeah. because that is, I mean, our, uh, we're both blessed to be married and to love our husbands and to have this great opportunity. Um, to have a husband and a family, but God, it is so hard. We've been talking about all the events you're planning and all the things you go to, yeah. and then you have two kids at home yes. and a husband who you yes. actually like and want to spend time with. Yes, and in fact, before I came here, my uh -huh. husband's like, ta and I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to get this. <laughs> I I have. I'm about. To <laughs> I'm going to be late for this. <laughs> This live, this live, one. This live yeah. podcast, like, I gotta go, but I have to get this email out before we do that. And you know, he's talking. So I had to call him on the way here and say, yes, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry I was babe. short. Yes. Like, we can talk in the car yes. on, the, on the way, but I don't want to be late. Um, but motherhood is, is so huge. And I know we recently connected about that because, uh -huh. um, you know, I think, and, and did you go to the Children's Museum event with, um, where they had the book author, um, a Permission to Feel? I didn't. I'll get you that book after I read it, okay, <laughs> of course, but um, it was like, it came in such a like perfect time in my mm -hmm. life. Um, so the Children's Museum Luncheon, a beautiful event. It is. Um, and they had, um, he's actually a, a, a professor Mm -hmm. And he wrote this book, Permission to Feel, and it's talking about, he was like, to okay. Feel to feel, feel To feel or feel? To feel. Like okay. feelings. And he was like, okay, I have th I have 30 minutes. Because here I am thinking, type A, yeah. fuel? Oh, so we're we so can... the same. I, I'm a type A. Oh, I'm a. supposed to feel? <laughs> no, exactly. Do I have time I, for that? I know, exactly. I talked to him afterwards, and I was like, you don't know how much I needed this conversation. <laughs> I said, you know, the... So his point was, he goes, I have 30 minutes to convince you that feelings are the most important thing in your life, your child's life, everything. And he had talked about how powerful, how powerful it, it was um, for him when he was younger, about 12, uh -huh. where he had an uncle say, how are you feeling? And <sighs> then he just kind of, it all came out. No one ever asked him how he felt. And it actually made oh, me realize, me I don't know, cry. I don't know if I ask my children how they feel and make sure they have the food they need and make uh -huh. sure that they've got what they need for school, they get uh -huh. to practice. But am I asking them how they're feeling? You know, wow. it really just like really resonated with yes. me. And, you know, going back to our conversation about how busy our lives are, uh -huh. if you're so busy, you're in a way numb to feelings. Yes. There's no space for feelings because exactly. you're just getting here, getting there, getting there, you know, making these appearances, but you don't have any room for feelings. So 
Um, so that's one of my goals. I, and every year I usually try to, you know, incorporate a good book into my life or, you know, read the Bible in a year or uh -huh. read these letters my grandfather wrote or like just bring Aww. something powerful um, into your life. And so that's my goal. I'm like, I got that book at the luncheon. And so I, I've got to read this book and incorporate this into my life. So I've four books I'm taking on spring break. One of them is our Bible study book, Unhitching oh. from the Crazy Train. Because, girl, mm -hmm. I am on the crazy oh. train. And I'm holding on to the caboose, like flying off the end. I guess. And, um, but I was doing it on my phone because I could have my phone anywhere and I could stop and read a yep. few lines. And so I'm actually getting books. Mm -hmm. And then one is on parenting from a faith standpoint that a friend recommended. And then a couple are about um, raising a child with chronic pain yep. because I find that I'm not responding because I'm a fixer and yes, she just wants to tell me she doesn't feel good. So I'm like, are you breathing? She's like, yes, I'm breathing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, just to respond with feelings and emotion. This book. I mean, I'm reading it too, but I mean, uh -huh. permission to feel. I mean, I just yes. hung on to every word at this luncheon. And so I'm trying to be more mindful of my kids and just in their feelings and everything because it's you know I feel like we've kind of coming out of COVID yes I feel like we're we're cramming two years into one year and it's oh, oh yes. if I feel overwhelmed think about your kids probably feel overwhelmed um you know I you know my daughter it's like I, just keeping up with her schedule now is just a job within oh, itself it's so much and we had Bella and I had words last night and she's just learned to communicate so well and I'm like, are you still upset with me that I asked you to do the breathing app when you don't like to breathe? And she's like, Mom, I can't even respond to you right now. I've got a text from this person, a text from this person. I have this pressure and my head hurts and I don't feel good. And I was like, God bless her that she could articulate. And she's like, and I don't want to make you upset, but I'm going to cry. And I know next you're going to say you're going to cry. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're 14. I'm so happy you could say this, but I'm so heartbroken that this is where you are. So mm -hmm. I just stopped and I quit pushing and yes. she went in to get her shake and I cried in the car and wiped my tears by the time she got back and then we go yeah. on. Yeah. But time for feelings. Yes. And you have to remove yourself from the fixing and just listen and acknowledge. Yeah. Like, tell me, you know. I mean, even my daughter had, um, you know, like her teacher texted me that uh -huh. she seemed a little like she wasn't paying attention and I'm like whoa what's going but on how beautiful Let's talk the about teacher that. noticed you know. and didn't just you know. think it was set aside oh categorically yeah. right right so beautiful. it's so important so important teachers make such a difference I mean that's to me the hardest part of COVID is that they weren't in school also connecting with other kids and there's been a disconnect from what I've learned from the dean at Bella's school is these kids were on their phone and they're, they're so much more aggressive on what you feel like you could say and now they're using those same words to each other to their face which are just inappropriate and mean mm -hmm. so it's just it's it's hard to um, there's so many things with that so getting back to so talking about the phones talking about social media you and I were talking the other night and I said you know I'm struggling 
uh, because I see these algorithms changing and then the, oh, these gosh. this um, I went to lunch with my girlfriends who are influencers they're like oh my god the algorithm so let's talk about algorithm algorithm you can tell me about it because <laughs> I, I mean know you're stressing too much about, it, but it's about so it. true and this girl um, my our numbers have been going down in the last couple of weeks and this girl came in yesterday and she was like I watch you and I appreciate you and I said what do you appreciate about me because I'm having a hard week and she goes you're positive and you just make me feel better because you're positive and I'm like you know what that's okay and then a friend of mine I hadn't seen since 1995 at the rodeo we were on the same rodeo committee she's like I watch y'all and laugh so we need to remember too as adults to show our kids that it's not about the numbers it's about the connection and what we do with our voice. Mm -hmm. And so many people aren't using their voices to the best ability. In, in a negative way. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about, like, the magazine also has digital opportunities. So people, mm -hmm. okay, I don't want to advertise here. I'm just on social media. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's where I'm getting all my business. What do you say oh, yeah. to that? I mean, we have social media. We have a yes. robust social media <laughs> platform for starters. and. Um, what's popular right now is where we've been doing boosted out of feed social campaigns. So oh, you what can is actually, that? Oh, okay. Did, did I bring my contract for you to sign? Exactly. I know. <laughs> boosted out of feed? That sounds like better numbers. See, look at me. Yes. Attaching to the numbers. Yeah, yeah so we're, we can actually advertise not just to our, our audience, but to uh -huh. a boosted audience, of course. And then uh, you're coming from the Modern Luxury handle. So you can run from any of our Modern Luxury, either Modern Luxury or Houston Magazine or Interiors uh -huh. or, or any of the handles. They all have, they're all separate. Uh, social media accounts so yeah and there's so much happening. room for growth just not for um, uh, just new companies but for established companies there's it's important to stay within the mix because there's so much noise out there how do you find that you break through the noise oh boy um, well, that's where I think print is strong, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're you want to have your ad next to Gucci. I mean, gosh, Gucci and Louis Vuitton and all the big brands—they still advertise regularly. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows Gucci, mm -hmm. but they're going to still have big big ad placement. If it, look, Dior is on the inside front cover, so oh, it's, yeah, I'm obsessed you know, with Dior I, right now. It's so going back to the branding and mm -hmm. legitimizing your business. Don't mm -hmm. you want your ad next to Dior? Don't you want to mm -hmm. have that sort of placement? And then people are kind of connecting the two. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, the vintage Contessa, it's, it's legitimate, you know. Mm -hmm. I know that, but there are new people moving to Houston every single day. So, you know, even if you've been saying this message for a long time, mm -hmm. there's always new people that haven't heard it. You know, you've done a great job with your branding. I mean, I told you when the Christy Lynn mm -hmm. opening and I was trying on, I'm like, okay, wait, who's wearing what, <laughs> right? Because like, I, you know, you, so they need to know. You don't want to show up in the same up. thing. And so of the two I had, it was the dress that you wore. And she's like, oh, the vintage Contessa is wearing that. Oh, no, no, no. I can't, I can't wear the same dress. That's yours. You've got to own that for the evening. So, I love um, that. So you've done a fantastic job. So keep doing what you're doing. Don't stress about, I mean, the algorithms are designed to drive you crazy. And it seems they like it's are, working. I loved that. They're designed to drive us crazy. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I had a great experience. Um, last week I was at the rodeo and I saw this friend of mine, Yanni Demiris, Demiris yeah. Barbecue. And I walked over to him and hugged him and his wife saw me and I wear the Contessa necklace. She, and she looked at him, she goes, you're friends with the vintage Contessa? He's like, that's Janae. 
Yeah. But it's just funny. And so some of my friends say, I knew her before she was the village yeah. contessa. I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny. But I think the other thing is to keep it humble and to also know, like, I'm the one in our family that picks up the dog poop when we go and walk Grace yeah. Kelly. Yeah. And we're all still doing everything. So you're going in a day to like you're leaving here to go to the symphony lunch and then you're going to go to Target and you're going to go to the grocery store and, and then I'm going to sell talk some about Girl Scout, Scout cookies. cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so this box is for you. I hope the Thin Mints are your favorite. Girl, we love a frozen Thin Mint at our house. So if anyone's interested in Girl Scout cookies, uh, the link is on my social media for my daughter's uh, troop uh, to support their troop. But yeah, the season's wrapping up for Girl Scout cookies. So I kind of joked you, you know, I was at a Girl Scout booth all, you know, a lot of Saturday, um, you know, hustling Girl Scout cookies. And, I know. You know. I was like, why are you dressed like that at my school? I'm like, because I'm leaving here to go do something else. I, know. I mean, it's really hard to look like all the other moms and to connect in the same way. Okay, so let's talk about um, Fresh Faces. Oh, yeah. That was an incredible. So how did you come up with the idea? Another incredible oh, collaboration gosh. with... How many years? Tell yeah, us the so story. this is 14 years, I think, uh, mm -hmm. in 2020. So we started in 2008. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we skipped it in 2020. Mm, you know, or did we have it in? No, I'm confused. Actually, did we have it in? We did have it in 21. Okay. So we skipped 2020. Mm -hmm. um, it's always in the fall. So we skipped 2020. We had it in 2021. Mm -hmm. And the feedback I had is that it was the best year ever, which I hold so close to my heart. You don't even know because coming off of a 2020 year and also You're all like, people, of, are people going to come all of your vendors a lot of people are working with me on an end kind or you know it's yes. not um huge budgets you know basically so yeah you know, repeat working, that again because people think magazines have huge budgets oh, and no no so it's i creativity so i i really and i joke with our fresh faces i was like you know i feel like i was pulling rabbits out of hats you know mm -hmm. lots of favors lots of you know because we're working with vendors too that came off of their worst year ever right um caterers and different people like that oh, so yes. i'm so thankful for you know a fair extraordinaire mm -hmm. um which rachel voles was, was one of our fat past faces so she's really um, I into should, the program. I should just get a list of people to have on the podcast through you. Oh yeah well I've got a ton of great yes. people. Um, in fact we switched roles I interviewed all of them um, uh, this year we actually aired it on social media but it was a lot of fun smart. to learn about I mean they all came from different backgrounds and different stories and you know I really embraced the program more this past year uh -huh. than ever I have to say uh -huh. because um, no drama everyone truly authentic like oh, I love owns that. their space fashion girls get a bad rap of being high maintenance oh not one high girls. maintenance not one high maintenance in the whole group and so this was the first year ever they organized a dinner and invited me oh. to the oh. dinner and so we went to this dinner and it was beautiful and we've kind of created this little club synergy yeah and That's everybody so took the floor for a minute to tell tell everyone else about themselves and charities they support and what's important to them and um, now we kind of so have meaningful. this text change yeah. like uh, I'm uh -huh. starting this young professionals group I love any support whatever so now I'm a member of that group you know oh. I'm, I'm learning about new things that I would have never learned otherwise and so we're kind of a resource for each other uh -huh. and I love it it's such a great group so it was really nice to have such a um, strong group this year
So to that end, I was a woman of substance and a woman of distinction during mm -hmm. COVID. So we didn't have either of our events, mm -hmm. but um, we did do a remote viewing. So I um, took a room, um, Donna Valone's a good friend. So I was in Tony's and we had a TV screen up. And um, instead of focusing on me, I went around the table and I told why each person there was meaningful to me and how I met them. You did that at the, that lunch we had yes. with agility. And I thought yes. that was so powerful because so yes. many people, I, I don't, I'm sure you've noticed this, they don't even introduce. No. Because which I find we odd. are in our zone checking our, or thinking through what's next yes. as opposed to connecting. Yes. And so I feel like I always really try to do that. Like, oh, this is my friend Danae. Like, here's yes. how you, what you might and find I, interesting or whatever yes, about make them. that. And it opened up the most meaningful conversations and created such a connection. And so I think that, and that's um, another thing that I try to talk about with podcast guests, Blue Zones, seven. So Blue Zones are places around the world where there's an exceptional number of people who live to be over 100. Oh. And seven of the nine characteristics in Blue Zones are connection. So some are family, multi-generational, walking, uh, but being in community, taking care of each other. Mm -hmm. But connection is the way you built your business. And yeah. it's, it's really, um, I feel like when you get an honor, the best part of it is the people that are getting honors with you being in that group. Because mm -hmm. it's a little embarrassing. I guess we should all, I just keep thinking we should be humble and not, but. To me, that, that's what I miss the most. It's like, what's an honor if I don't meet all the other women and have a connection with them? To me, that's mm -hmm. the greatest part of yeah. getting people together and doing it. So I love that. Yeah. Um, tell us about upcoming things. You have a medical Yes, issue. so thank you for bringing that up. I wish I issue? had the new, um, yes, thank you. I should have brought yes. that copy. Or you have it here somewhere, I'm sure. We, we do. Can find one. But yes. um, so Watches International was new. Um, I think we launched that actually in 2020, um, which was interesting. I know. <laughs> of all things. But people were looking at yeah. magazines more than yeah. ever that time. <laughs> yeah, so that's a, a national publication, but then we do mm -hmm. carve out 5,000 in the Houston market, specifically mm -hmm. looking for watch collectors, you know, that mm -hmm. very target audience. Uh, but what we have coming up uh, very soon, in a couple weeks, I'll have our first edition of MLMD Texas, mm -hmm. Modern Luxury Medicine in Doctors, mm -hmm. Texas. And so this is a, a magazine just for the medical community. Mm -hmm. So it's all the way down from hospitals to specialists to the latest treatment in this, that, and the other, and mm -hmm. um, a whole magazine dedicated to it. So that will come out um, in a couple of weeks, and then we're planning to do that annually. Um, we've had that in Atlanta for a few years. It's done really well, and mm -hmm. we're launching it in eight modern luxury markets in March. So, yeah. Well, we are so blessed to live in a city with such great um, medical care and so many different opportunities here. And whenever I go through a challenge, I try to find gratitude. So we spent time at Texas Children's yesterday, and I was like, okay, what's my gratitude? I'm at a city that we can get there, I'm close to it, and I'm in a place that I've worked hard so I can pay for it. Because there are a lot of people that struggle to even pay for their medical care. So I think that's a big part of like the lens you look at things. 100%. And I feel like you're always looking at things in a positive way. Oh, you when have to. difficult to find the positive all the time. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you know, we kind of had a heart-to-heart -heart last week, and 
your struggles are real. My struggles are real, real, but sometimes you feel bad complaining or you don't want to be negative well, about it. Because, you look at the Ukraine. Because, yeah, and I'm there's like, so many I'm people that are in way worse of a position. Yes. Way worse in a position. I couldn't possibly complain about these small things that we have going on in our lives. Yes. Um, there's always someone in a worse position. And so you do have to, you know, be grateful and thankful for what you have every single day. You really, truly do. And that's why, you know, again, going back to next week, we were, <laughs> your text was so sweet. That you were still thinking about me the next day. I mean, yeah. that you texted me that you were still thinking about our conversation yes. and that meant a lot to you. Well, I was thinking the same thing. Aww. You know, I was still thinking about our conversation because it meant that much to me. And I feel like our personalities are so similar. Like we're yes. very driven. We have high expectations for ourselves. So uh -huh. we expect so much from others and yes. we, you know, type A and all that kind of stuff. So um, sometimes you have to just feel. You have to just feel and you have to just let go. Let go and let go. And I maybe like I can't be the number one at this or, mm -hmm. you know, the number one at whatever it is of the moment, but mm -hmm. maybe I'll be the number one making awesome after school snacks today because that's what, what I can handle, you know? Um, and just and be happy and be okay with it. Yeah. You know? And then they're, the kids are watching what we do more than they're listening to what we hear when I tell Bella not to push through but I, every day I'm pushing through I know and I tell her to slow down when she hurts but I don't slow down when I, I hurt know. so we have to be so aware of that journey well and that's what really bothered me also with the working and schooling from home during COVID is mm -hmm. that I think to our children when you have your laptop out you know you're working but to them you're just ignoring them yes and on the computer, they don't see that as work. Uh -huh. They don't understand it, especially young children. They don't understand that this is work. This is just mom ignoring me. Uh -huh. And so that really, you know, that hurts, you know. So uh -huh. even with my son, who was only two and three, uh -huh. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like I've, I'm trying to kind of catch him up on some things because I feel like he missed a lot during that because we were just, our, our lives were too full. With yes. teaching my daughter and, and doing our jobs. And uh, so, yeah, so two years and one year. That's what this year is, you know, just filling it up. Filling it up. So let's talk about one of our shared passions, travel. Okay. Are you going for spring break? So just just a really easy dripping springs, nothing um, nothing too crazy this go round. So my daughter is playing softball, which uh -huh. has now consumed a lot of our oh your weekend a lot of and our so I'm like time. okay um, so every single weekend and you know there's at least batting cages and practices and games and Aww. everything else. So we've got quite a bit on the calendar with that. But you know I'm happy for her to have that you know extra you know, for the athletics and also the social aspect of it, too. Um, but, but you just recently lately, took some trips. I did a quick Scottsdale Nantucket? trip. Oh, gosh, that was a oh, wait, was that a year ago? Oh, my <laughs> no, God. No, I think it was like. <laughs> Time goes, but that's one of my favorite yeah. places, so that so stuck that out of my, my head. That was my first time to Nantucket, uh -huh. and it's funny you mentioned that. I had a lot of people comment afterwards. I'm like, gosh, I wish I would have known beforehand you were such an expert on the Nantucket. Yeah, so like now where I feel to go, like, where to book, where to stay. Now I feel like I can go yeah. back and, you know, I've got yes. it all figured out. Um, but, you know, we also, we have a magazine in Boston. So I, you know, I was somewhat connected when I went yes. there. Didn't go in completely cold. Um, but Palm Beach is my 
favorite. Um, oh, yes. Palm Beach. Um, I, that's probably... And the clothes there. I just love the style love of it. Palm Beach. Love it, love it. So we stayed at the Colony. In, okay, I don't know that one. Just, oh, my gosh, today. This is, is it your... so me? Okay, so Rachel Zoe was there when I was there, and we chatted in, an, oh in a very natural way, not a... Yeah, stalk her away. <laughs> So my, um, what's funny is she started talking to my husband. I, I was just floating around the pool, uh -huh. and she started talking to my husband. And um, I'm embarrassed to say my husband, because she had her son. And did he not know who she was? No, because of course he not. Um, asked he her how old she was, and it was a, and I was like, <gasps> and later on I was like, Kyle, everybody knows that Rachel Zoe has two sons. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so at least I was like, I think she's convinced that we don't know who she is. <laughs> So funny. So anyway, so that was really neat. But no, the colony treated us, I mean, I've been telling you, they treated us like kings and queens from the second we landed. I mean, our flight got in, I think at 11 p.m. I got a text, welcome to Palm Beach. I'm from the concierge. What can I do to help you? Wow. Dinners at impossible places to get reservations oh, to. I love that. Scheduled in-room massages. I mean, just the list went on and on. I mean, Incredible. you must go. Oh you my must. God. Yeah. So we tend to go places where we have shows. Okay. And then, um, of course, our our go-tos are Beaver Creek and Vale. Oh, yeah. Which, do you, you have a magazine there? We're in Aspen. In Aspen, and then, so okay. We, and then we have uh, Colorado Peak, too. Okay, good. Which, that yes. was a rebranded. That was Aspen Peak, and uh -huh. we had two Aspen books. So now we have Colorado Colorado Peak, and then we have Aspen Magazine. Oh, got it. So. And then um, Capri, Capri, as the Italians say. And I saw Rachel Zoe there, but I did not Ooh, talk to her. Oh. But we were in the restroom together, and I couldn't figure out how to not be a fangirl, so I said nothing. <laughs> oh, no, you said nothing? Yeah. Well, what's funny, I started out being very casual, floating by on my, like, you know, on the float in the pool, because she had the table, like, right next to them. Like, maybe I could get close or whatever. And then I didn't even notice she had come around and she was talking to my husband on the other side of the pool. Funny. So she was, you know, in our space at that point. So anyway, it was you were really, like, it's I had safe. A, I had a very real conversation with her. So I'm, it. I'm an even bigger fangirl now. I love it. So do you shop when you go um, for clothes when you travel? Or are you more about, because you're at a fashion event every week. Like we are in Saks Fifth Avenue, Tootsie's. Like yeah. how, it's so hard. Yeah. And you want to support the charity and you, you want to, and you want to buy because you you're there. My friend says if you're in a barber shop, you're going to get your hair cut. If you stand around close for an hour, you're going to find something you yeah. want to buy. How um, do you choose? How do you choose? So it's funny you mention that. I'm kind of at a point where um, I, I'm a bit of an imposter. I've never been like a huge label person. I mm -hmm. truly haven't. And so when I bought, the so when bag. I, so when I bought this Ch vintage Chanel, probably 15 years ago, probably from Danae, me spending this kind of money on this bag was no. I don't know if you had the impression I did that regularly. I, no, I, I knew it was special. Okay, so I was like, yikes! That kind of. I mean, that was a huge amount of money because yes. I don't know that I had ever spent more than a hundred dollars on a bag mm -hmm. at that point. And so, but look here, I am 15 years later carrying the same bag, and I made sure you know this is going to my daughter. Like this is going to exactly. stay within our family. And I love that, and that's what I love about the jewelry brands too. Yes. Trying to think of the the watch brand that their ad campaign says Paddock you Philippe. don't ever own. Mm -hmm. you, you just you just take care of it for the, the next, next generation. generation. I'm like, oh. Brilliant. So I want to get my husband to watch, which we'll talk about that too. Mm -hmm. Just so my son will have it. Like so, it'll be exactly. like a family heirloom. So I love that. And the value is going up. 
Like if you oh, sold this today, oh. you could get even more for it. Oh. They did an analysis on Purse Bob about if you bought a Chanel bag, I think they had four price increases in the last year, maybe at 18 months. But like the biggest Chanel now is about 98, no, over $10,000. Wow. So they're like price similar, like the double flap maxi, I believe, forgive me if that's wrong. But, um, but they did an analysis of how much it's gone up and how much money you could make. But if you would have invested in Microsoft, it would be like that same investment of 2,500 would be 100,000. Oh, wow. So they're like, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. say, but if you're gonna buy a bag and wear yeah. a bag, and that was my style story. So forever being in the marble and granite business, I, uh, my dad invested in our business and in property and we had cars and he would buy nice jewelry, mm. not fashion. Mm. Always shopped at the discount stores, wouldn't have been able to buy any high brand, but he would go to Italy and he'd bring us back a Gucci bag and that was my coveted piece. And so I learned to buy meaningful accessories that could upgrade my look. Love that. And that, and then this became my side hustle and then I've been, the Vintage Contessa started in 2011, so wow. we're going on, September will be 11 years. Oh, yes. wow. I didn't know you had 10 years last year. Yes. So, yeah. and we didn't really even celebrate it because it was kind of crazy, so. Yeah. Um, but um, I think that so many, um, if people follow, and that's what I really look at when I pick our guests, is when people follow what they love and do what they love, and they do it so passionately, and it's not about the money, although you want to be successful because you want to provide for your family and go do those trips and stay mm -hmm. at the colony and buy the Chanel bag, but you do it because you love it and you're yeah. passionate about hosting events and connecting people and giving back to the community and supporting people that are meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. And to me, all that is living the authentic life. And you are such a great example of that. Oh my gosh, I love that. I'm touched. I mean, you don't even know how um, how thrilled and touched I was that you even asked me to be on here. I mean. But it's so, people want to know. They want to know about marketing. They want to know yeah. about other people's journeys. Yeah. And they also really connect when they know that everybody who's successful or made it, I mean, you're a magazine guru, attending, living the life that everybody wants. And it's hard. You know when it and it's it, work. You know when it occurred to me um, is I so our our office used to be um, at twenty seven hundred Post Oak, uh -huh. Post Oak Boulevard, mm -hmm. right next uh, to Neiman yeah. Marcus. You know, great location. I you know I I I couldn't say I've always worn all the designer things, but I've always tried to look nice the and part, put together. Yes. And I had my brand new Audi, and I was in uh -huh. my twenties. Yeah. And I pull up in my Audi, I get out of my car, and I'm just, you know, in my own headspace, what I've got to do, walking. And this younger girl stopped me. She said, excuse me, what do you do? She's like, you look like you just have it all together. And you, I mean, it was just, I was so touched that this person stopped me. She was like, she wanted to know everything. What'd you major in? Where'd you like, go to college? Like, how do I get to become how you? How do I get to the, I mean. How do I get to this? I. I, it never occurred to it you. It never, ever, ever occurred to me that anyone would look up to me. Like never. Aww. And I was so touched that she did that. And then, uh -huh. you know, I still think about it to this day. And that was like over ten years ago, for sure. And you know, you're always at a point where you kind of aspire to I don't the know, next level, the next or the whatever. The G three, you want but, the G five. <laughs> but don't forget, there's someone aspiring to be where you are too. Mm -hmm. And so, I, you know, I've just really hung on to that moment, you know, and just tried to so try good. to remember that. So yes.
I love it. Well, thanks for joining us. Yes, it's thank been you, awesome. People can follow you on Instagram at, at Jennifer Cope. Gen at Jennifer Cope underscore. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, guys, keeping it real. Have a great week. Won't be here for spring break. We'll be in Colorado. Hmm. So, until then, bye.